I guess, Andrew, let's just start off firstly by getting some context behind the BRICS Wealth Report. How is the data compiled uh, and what outcomes does it hope to uh, reveal? Uh, well, it's part of a series of wealth reports that we put out with Henley and Partners uh, on, on wealth uh, globally. We, do, we also write the Africa Wealth Report, the USA Wealth Report and uh, other wealth reports globally. And uh, essentially what we do is we, we track um, high net worth individuals. We have a database and we look at in terms of their cities, what, what city locations they're living on. We obviously look at all the economic indicators, so listed company holdings we focus on a lot and uh, uh, prime residential property trends and uh, obviously we uh, cash holdings come into it as well. So we mainly focus on investable wealth. So our numbers tend to be slightly lower than some of the other vendors uh, in the market. Mm, I see what you mean. Uh, and of course, we're focusing on investable wealth. Uh, I'm assuming that you'd also need information that is publicly available in order to co- collate this, this data. Yes. So we rely mainly on public information, well, totally on public information. Um, so, so that's why we focus on listed company holdings. Um, a lot of the other, ven- well, there aren't many vendors in the market. There's obviously Forbes, um, and uh, uh, and there's a Huron list. Um, they they do rich lists. We, we don't actually do rich lists. We just do the stats. But uh, but a lot of the, ri- the the lists that are out there, they take into account private company holdings. So they'll take um, if somebody has a very big private company, they'll they'll say they'll work out a value of the company and they'll say this person is worth x but we 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 only look at the listed company so public company holdings on the mm. stock market so so that's um as i mentioned why our numbers are sometimes slightly lower than the other vendors but we think that our way of doing it is more accurate um and obviously we do it across all countries so we're consistent Got you. Well, looking at the results and the uh, report that's been shared, uh, some might say, well, it might be expected that South Africa would feature slightly lower on the list, given that China uh, and India are, are key, strong uh, competitive economies. But give us some insight that uh, does show that in the last decade, private wealth within China grew by at least 92%. Yes, so China had a very strong, um, especially the beginning of the last decade. So obviously, the, the period from about 2013 to about 2018, uh, China had really strong growth. The last few years haven't been particularly good in China uh, for a number of reasons. So the mm. wealth growth in U.S. dollar terms has been pretty negligible. But over the 10 years from 2007, 2013 until now, the 10-year period, uh, they've experienced U.S. dollar wealth growth of about 92%, which is a lot better than South Africa, which over that same period has actually had a negative uh, growth rate of about 20%, mainly because the rand depreciated a lot against the dollar Mm. over the last decade. And that obviously uh, damaged the the US dollar returns of the JSE and also the prime property markets and obviously cash holdings uh, uh, depreciated. Mm. I, I do see that India comes in in second place, though, in terms of uh, still being competitive and having uh, the highest number of high net worth individuals. Yes. So, so yeah, um, India's got the second most high net worths in, in Africa. It's got a, just over 300,000 high net worth individuals. So people with with uh, liquid assets of over 
uh, a million US dollars, and and China, as you mentioned, has got almost nine hundred thousand, and South Africa's got a thirty-seven thousand. So South Africa's quite far behind those, but South Africa does have a much lower overall population. So so if you actually look at it in terms of per capita, South Africa's actually. Uh, performing better than India and China mm. because India's got about 25 times as many people as South Africa, but it only has eight times as many millionaires. So so in a way, South Africa's punching above its weight, but it's obviously got a lot less overall people. So so it, it sometimes looks like South Africa's a kind of a small player in the BRICS. Mm, I see what you mean in terms of the per capita calculation there uh, uh, of those millionaires. And let's be clear that we actually are talking about dollar millionaires before many of our listeners start saying, hold on, there must be more than 37,000 millionaires in South Africa. Uh, Put this into perspective because this is what the report highlights. South Africa is home to 37,400 US dollar millionaires at the end of 2023. And this represents a 20% decline from 10 years ago. Yes, yeah, so exactly. Um, so th- 37,000 uh, US dollar millionaires, so that's just looking at their listed company holdings, their cash holdings, which would be derived from selling listed company holdings and tracking that over time. And then obviously looking at prime residential and then stripping out the debt out of the residential. So, so, um, so yeah, it's quite a conservative figure. Some people might say, you know, 37,000 US dollar millionaires, that's quite low. Uh, uh, but um, we do that across all countries, so we're pretty consistent. The the U.S. is, is obviously ranks number one. They've got about six six million high net worth individuals, um, so so they're obviously way ahead of the others. And China's got nine hundred thousand. So they, although China's GDP is actually quite close to the United States, it's way behind in terms of U.S. dollar millionaires based on investable wealth. Um, and uh, South Africa, South Africa actually scores really well in the centi millionaire category, which is the people with over 100 million US dollars, sure. which is about 2 billion rand. Um, South Africa's got 102 uh, centi millionaires, which is actually not far behind uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, which is obviously a much bigger economy than South Africa. Saudi Arabia's got 100 and, about 195 centi millionaires, so South Africa's got 102. It's not far behind. Um, South Africa does rank quite far behind in the billionaire category, though. South Africa's only got five US dollar billionaires uh, compared to places like China that's got over 300. I am so intrigued. My mind is already rushing considering who could they potentially be, the five US dollar billionaires. But uh, I'm assuming some names might be very familiar and influential in the market already that uh, it could be public knowledge. Uh, uh, I'm not trying to get you into a corner there, Andrew, (laughs) but if you can reveal, it would be exciting. Yeah, look, uh, we we, we tend to steer clear of rich lists. Obviously, I think those five names are pretty publicly known Mm. on the Forbes list. so I, anyone could go and look at what what I think our our names are the same as the five people on the Forbes list. Um, and um, but I think one interesting thing with the billionaires in South Africa is there are obviously a lot of billionaires, South African-born billionaires that don't live here anymore. So we're only looking at the ones that live here. So that's always one of the trickiest things that we have to deal with. And even with Forbes, it will be one of the trickiest things for them is to determine the residence of the person because it's very easy to to know where the person was born. 
but it's not so easy to know what their residence is yes. uh, and you know whether they're spending more than uh, half a year in a certain place and and so South Africa I think the consensus is there's five US dollar billionaires that are currently living in South Africa but there's another about I think 11 South African born billionaires that are living outside the country so mm-hmm. there are 16 South African born billionaires in the world but only five of them still live in South Africa 100% Elon Musk does come to mind Andrew I can imagine a study of this nature whilst always intriguing to many of us as South Africans and members of the public at large to comprehend how the macroeconomic environment is influencing the wealth of individuals uh, and who they are and how much they have and how many of them they are there are some sensitivities to a report like this right especially in an economy like South Africa where inequality unemployment uh, uh, does remain quite quite rife help us understand how uh, this report well giving us some clarity and context as to what the structure is around the reduction in the dollar millionaires and billionaires we have in the country. It does paint a broader picture in terms of the socioeconomic dynamics. Oh, absolutely. Well, if you look at uh, the middle class, uh, the middle class and the, the millionaire category, particularly the $1 million plus, not so much the billionaires because there are obviously mm. very few of them. Um, but if you look at the $1 million dollar plus so the traditional millionaires and you look at the middle class the the middle class is traditionally considered someone with over about 200,000 US dollars in wealth so that's about 4 million rand in wealth that that, that they they would be following a very similar trajectory to the to the to the millionaires so mm. so this this 20% decline in in uh, the millionaires that that would be similar in terms of uh, the wealth per capita is also down by around that same. So the average wealth of a person in South Africa is also down by about 18, 20% over the last decade. The middle class numbers are down by about 15% over that period. Uh, the GDP, uh, which obviously we're not big fans of GDP, which is one of the reasons we, we focus on wealth, but the GDP per capita in dollar terms in South Africa is down about 12 percent over mm. the last decade uh, um, it's in dollar terms so uh, there's a lot of indicators that are down over the last decade when you actually look at it in dollar terms a lot of a lot of the stuff on the news they don't look at it in dollar terms and i think one of the strengths of our reports is we do everything in dollars because obviously uh, we define millionaires as someone with over a million dollars and 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 the centies and the billionaires as well so i think that that's one of the the sort of the best things about it is you kind of comparing it apples to apples and it's in one currency. Mm, 100% and I'm glad that you've elaborated on this because it does paint a, a reality that many of us are feeling as consumers when it comes to our pockets, right? The the, the fact that we are essentially getting poorer uh, on a, on a, um, as we look at the basis on a comparative basis. I'm also keen to understand, Andrew, as you, you know, as you've highlighted, you know, you've conducted this research. It gives us some insight on not only what is eroding our wealth, but the, this also influences what it is that we should be focusing on as, on as an economy in order to correct some of these challenges to translate into better economic growth, increased economic productivity, and as a result, hopefully increased financial wealth for many South Africans. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we, we look a lot actually at the drivers of wealth, <clears throat> excuse me, in our report. Yes. So, sorry, uh, we, we look at uh, things, things like safety, 
Uh, safety and security is a massive driver of wealth, uh, particularly uh, if you look at the countries that are uh, growing heavily in terms of wealth growth, they tend to be countries that are getting safer. Uh, if you look at um, uh, key sectors like uh, export-related sectors like uh, tech, tech uh, manufacturing, uh, obviously tourism, mm. uh, sectors that actually bring new money into into an economy. Those are the key wealth-creating sectors. So um, sectors like uh, banking, if it's just internalized wealth that's being recirculating, it doesn't really have that much of an effect on wealth creation. That's one of the reasons why places like China has had such good growth is, is it's mainly driven by um, exports. Um, so in South Africa's case, the only real new money that comes in is through tourism and also through the mining sector. And, and that's always been one of the things that sort of held it back, I think, in terms of wealth creation. Um, there are countries like Australia that that the way they've kind of garnered a lot of wealth is a lot of rich people have just moved there. So they've basically, oh, it's almost like an export because they've got money coming in because uh, people come in with money. That that That's obviously not a, as big a thing in South Africa. Um, but but there are various ways to generate wealth, and it's not always um, it's not doesn't always uh, relate to GDP. GDP relates more to the overall size of the economy and all the different sectors. And and uh, but wealth is um, wealth is the only way to really grow U.S. dollar wealth is 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 growth in sort of certain key sectors that bring new money in, into the country. Sure, this is so intriguing. My, my my brain cells are already ticking, and uh, I, I guess taking advantage of of the comment that you've made a moment ago uh, as a wealth analyst and and the various institutions you've worked in before, uh, increasing the, the the wealth in an economy speaks to new avenues of investment as well as uh, areas of of economic growth uh, and and potential wealth creation. Are you finding that looking back at this particular BRICS Plus report that there are economies that are doing this better than South Africa? And maybe not so much on, you know, uh, China and India as we, we have already focused on them, but uh, the potential BRICS Plus partners, uh, are they looking to see a competitive advantage in this regard? Well, I think the UAE is is a great example because they have joined BRICS and I think that that will definitely strengthen the BRICS. I mean, they're one of the fastest growing economies in the world, but not really in terms of their GDP. Their GDP hasn't moved much, but it's more in terms of their wealth because they've attracted so many wealthy people to go there. And they've done that through a number of factors. Obviously, they they don't have income tax, which is they do actually have income tax for people that work in the oil and gas sector, but anyone who works in any other sector doesn't pay income tax. And and uh, they don't have capital gains tax. So, so a lot of wealthy people go there for that. It's obviously considered a safe haven country, so uh, uh, wealthy people feel relatively safe there. It has good safety and security, especially compared to the other countries in the region. So I think that they're probably... Um, uh, they're probably a good example of how to generate a lot of wealth. I think the th- the problem with trying to emulate Dubai and the UAE mm-hmm. is um, they've obviously the reason they're able to not have those taxes is because they've got such a massive oil and gas sector, yeah. and that basically subsidizes all the other industries. So I don't think other countries would be able to copy them very easily. Um, but yeah, just looking at the rest of the list. Um, I'm not sure there's too many that sort of stand out as sort of exceptionally run economies. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them, a lot of the countries in BRICS have quite a lot of issues. Uh, 
I'd say South Africa probably has less issues than than most of the other countries on the list. There's obviously several countries in the BRICS that have sanctions, Western yes. sanctions on them. So, so they, so South Africa is in many ways uh, one of the stronger countries in the BRICS, and uh, certainly I'd say probably the top four in terms of the health of the economy is probably one of the top four healthiest economies in the BRICS. 100%. This is super intriguing. Uh, in my mind, I thought Saudi Arabia might pop out as one of those competitive ones. But as you've mentioned, uh, all of these economies do have some challenges. Iran and Russia clearly top of mind. Ethiopia still getting by despite being competitive. Uh, um, and as you say, the UAE, quite an anomaly uh, given uh, their, their exposure to, to oil and gas there. Andrew, I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. I think you've left us all a lot smarter just in terms of understanding how this uh, wealth report does uh, provide context into some of the influencing factors in economies that actually uh, crew or ero- erode uh, wealth in an economy. But thank you so much for your time, sir. If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.